What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Breakfast and Barbells. Uh, really pumped to bring another episode to you guys this week. Um, I'm recording this episode on a stormy uh, Tuesday night uh, at the end of June. Um, yeah, we had super, super hot weather, uh, like 90 degrees the past few days, uh, super sunny, and now it decided to start storming. So hopefully you guys don't hear some big loud thunder crashes in the middle of this podcast episode. Um, but uh, a lot of things, uh, a lot of updates for you guys. Uh, number one, um, I'm competing in my powerlifting meet. Uh, my first powerlifting meet in about four years. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, I did a few meets uh, from around like 2015 through 2017. Uh, and then I took a little bit of a break. I took four years uh, to just focus on other things, focus on school, focus on just building um, a lot of strength, building my physique a little bit more. And I'm jumping back on the platform July 24th. Really, really, really excited to, uh, you know, just, just compete again, just to have something um, that's more like objective and tangible to kind of work towards. Uh, gym numbers are cool. Gym PRs are cool. But uh, there's just something about um, just competing in, you know, in front of a bunch of people. Um, you know, you're competing with yourself, um, but also there are other people there that you could compete with too. And it just pushes you kind of to another level and just gets you outside of your comfort zone. And I feel like I was kind of missing that. So really excited to hop back into another powerlifting competition. Uh, it is July 24th. Uh, so the date today is June 29th. So we are a little under four weeks out from the meet. Uh, but yeah, I am very excited. Definitely feeling the, fe the effects physically um, from prepping for this meet. Uh, I did hire a powerlifting coach. Um, so I'm not handling my training myself, which is, has actually been a huge relief for the longest time. I would always write on my own training programs, make adjustments. Um, but it's been really nice to kind of put that responsibility on somebody else. Um, and then also, you know, somebody who just has way more experience than me. Um, I've already learned a ton from him and it's only been, uh, around six to seven weeks so far. Uh, so I know that, you know, as I continue to work with him even longer, I'm going to learn even more. Um, so that is the benefit or one of the benefits of having a coach, uh, is that you can learn from somebody who's done what you want to do and you can, um, you know, learn more than you probably would have been able to learn on yourself. Or if you would have been able to learn it by yourself, it just would have taken you so much longer. Um, so that is one update. Another update. Uh, if you're not in my um, free Facebook group. You definitely want to get in that Facebook group. Uh, I just gave away a $50 Amazon gift card to a lucky winner, um, about a week ago. Um, so we did a little bit of a giveaway, a little bit of context, our uh, contest, uh, a ton of participation. Uh, so I was really happy to see that. And, um, yeah, and I'm probably going to be doing giveaways, um, you know, every, every month, every couple of months or so. So if you are interested in, um, the content I put out and you're interested in winning, free $50 gift card or whatever the giveaway is at the moment. Um, definitely join my Facebook group. I'll leave a link in the um, description here to join that Facebook group. Or you can just search fat loss cycling secrets um, in the Facebook group section on Facebook. So that is fat loss cycling secrets. So um, I think those are the only real two updates I wanted to give you guys uh, because it's been a while. Uh, so we are going to kind of jump into the, um, topic for today's podcast episode. So today I wanted to touch on what my top five supplements for weight loss would be. So if somebody 
um, came up to me and they're like, okay, I want a list of the top five supplements that you would recommend for weight loss um, to help towards that goal. What are they? And they put me on the spot and I had to answer this question uh, within just a few minutes. These are the five that I would give you. Um, now, I want to preface this by addressing the question. Are supplements necessary for weight loss? Absolutely not. Uh, they're not necessary. Tons of people see results um, with their weight loss without taking supplements. Now, can they be helpful in some situations? Absolutely as well. Um, and we have to kind of remember that like where supplements lie on the hierarchy of importance when it comes to nutrition. So um, if you are familiar with Eric Helms' nutrition uh, pyramid, if you're not familiar with it, definitely Google it right now, pause this podcast episode or listen to the whole thing and then go back and uh, look at it. But um, essentially it is, it is a pyramid that um, goes through what, um, what variables when it comes to nutrition are the most important for weight loss? What are the second most important, third most important um, for weight loss? And if you look at the pyramid, um, things like your total calorie balance or energy balance is at the very bottom. The next highest is macronutrients, micronutrients, meal timing, and then the last or least most important piece of that pyramid um, is supplements. So supplements um, make up uh, way smaller of a percentage of the results that you get compared to those other things. So if you don't have those other variables dialed in, then, you know, you shouldn't even be worrying about, um, you know, what kind of supplements you're taking really. But if you have those other variables dialed in and you are ready to kind of take it to the next level and get, you know, that extra 5% of results you might be lacking because you're not taking these, um, then, you know, definitely, um, think about maybe investing in these ones that we're going to talk about in this episode. So first thing that we want to think about when we think about weight loss or fat loss for, um, uh, for a better term is there are two main things. Uh, number one is sticking to a calorie deficit, meaning we are overall eating less calories than we burn. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that our calories are lower. It just means that how many calories we burn is more than how many, or yeah, it's more than how many calories that we eat. So some people, when they reduce calories, they actually um, see less calories burned and then that gets rid of that deficit. And some people, when they increase calories, they see an increase in their calorie burn and they actually um, you know, have a bigger deficit. So just wanted to kind of clarify that, that a calorie deficit does not necessarily mean that your calories are lower. It just means that you're burning more than what you eat. Uh, but that is the number one thing we have to... Um, Think about uh, when we're trying to achieve fat loss is we have to be able to stick to a calorie deficit. So that is the number one goal, um, or that is one of the two major goals when it comes to this. Uh, now, the second major goal when it comes to weight loss or fat loss is we want to maintain our muscle mass. So we want to um, stay in a calorie deficit so we lose fat, and then we want to adjust our nutrition or our supplementation to better help us maintain muscle mass. Those two things are the things that are going to uh, make sure you're actually losing fat and you're not losing muscle when you lose weight. And those two things are what's going to make you actually have that lean defined look that a lot of people aim for when they try to lose weight. So the supplements that we take um, should do one of those two things or both of those things. Uh, so everything that we do, whether it be our training, our nutrition or our supplementation, or just our lifestyle choices like sleep and things like that, we basically want to um, 
adjust those so we're be better able to stick to that calorie deficit and better able to maintain our muscle mass. Uh, so my top five supplements are all going to be based around what supplements allow you to better uh, stick to a calorie deficit and maintain muscle mass. Uh, so number one is going to be a multivitamin. And this is just something you can just take some generic brand um, once a day. Any basic brand is really fine. People get so hung up on, is this one okay? Is that one okay? Um, if it has uh, pretty much all of the micronutrients in there at um, – you know, 100% of your daily dose, um, like that's going to be fine for you. Uh, so a multivitamin once a day is probably um, one of my top five. And just to preface this as well, these aren't in any particular order. These are just five that I would just recommend to somebody. Um, so a multivitamin, I would recommend that because some people, um, actually a lot of people, uh, and including myself sometimes, I'm guilty of this too. Uh, we don't eat enough fruits and vegetables per day. We don't eat, get enough micronutrients that we need. Um, and having just a general multivitamin could help to top off some of those. Now, there are some things to where, you know, if you're having a multivitamin that has a ton of different vitamins and minerals, you're not maybe necessarily absorbing every single one in there, but it will help a little bit. So that is my number one, um, just because it's important to have those micronutrients for daily energy levels, um, daily, um, just regular general uh, metabolic function and things like that. Uh, now my second vitamin that I, or uh, supplement that I would recommend is a daily vitamin D supplement if it's not included in your multivitamin. So if your multivitamin does have um, a high dose of vitamin D in there, then you probably don't need to take vitamin D on top of that. Um, but I would recommend taking a vitamin D supplement if you live in an area that gets very little sunlight or um, maybe you live in an area that you only have sunlight um, at very short intervals of the year. So for example, in Ohio, you have, you know, you can get a significant amount of sunlight from late spring to uh, maybe late summer. And then during the fall and winter months, you're not going to get uh, very much sunlight. So during those months, it might be a good, good idea to supplement with vitamin D for bone health, it could play a role in immune function and a variety of other um, health benefits as well um, of getting, you know, enough or adequate adequate amounts of vitamin D. And, um, you know, if you're able to go and get your vitamin D levels actually tested, uh, that would be best case scenario. That way, you know, for sure, if you're low or not, and you know, for sure, if this vitamin, um, is, you know, the right choice for you, but a lot of people, uh, don't get enough through their diet. And if they aren't going out in sunlight, like I mentioned for maybe 20, 30 minutes a day, then they probably, um, could benefit from supplementing with that. So that would be kind of my second choice. Uh, my third choice would be fish oil. Uh, probably not a bad thing to include. Um, not really any negative health effects of including fish oil. Uh, and there could be some positive effects for cardiovascular health. Maybe um, some people have reported uh, their joints feeling a little bit more lubricated or better. So that is kind of another one. And if those things are kind of happening, your training's probably going to improve and you're just going to feel overall better in the gym, uh, which better gym performance is going to lead to more maintenance of muscle mass or more building of muscle mass. Um, so that's going to kind of contribute to that, you know, equation that we want. Um, the fourth supplement that I would recommend, um, is creatine monohydrate. And this might even be, this might even be number one on my list possibly. Um, so this is extremely important for strength and performance, especially in with high intensity exercise. So if you are lifting, if you are doing sprints, if you're doing any kind of uh, really 
high exertion activity that lasts a short amount of period of time, creatine is going to um, be really beneficial for you. Um, the recommended dose for, for creatine is five grams per day. Uh, it doesn't really matter what time of day you take it. There have been studies that have shown, really if you take it before your workout, during your workout or after, it all pretty much does the same as long as you're taking five grams per day and you're saturating your creatine um, sources in your muscles, then you are you know, getting the maximum benefit from that supplement. Um, and you wanna make sure that when you are taking creatine that you are taking creatine monohydrate. Um, so creatine, uh, there are various forms. There are creatine citrate, creatine HCL, um, creatine nitrate, I believe. Uh, there are a few different forms, but the one that has been most studied to actually be effective, the one that has been most studied to be safe um, is creatine monohydrate. Um, and no, it's not a steroid. Um, I, I remember there was this kid um, in, in uh, high school. It was either, I think it was high school. I think it was early high school, maybe freshman or sophomore year of high school. And um, I remember him talking um, because he, he was like kind of a bigger guy. Like he, he had some big arms. He was pretty strong. And uh, I remember him talking to some people and he was mentioning that he was taking creatine. And I remember it was just this kind of like, taboo thing to where people thought that um it meant he was taking some kind of like steroid or something like it was illegal and he shouldn't be taking it um but no creatine is not a steroid um and yes women should absolutely take it there's this big stigma around uh women and creatine because people have put out this idea that it makes you gain weight so you might see the scale go up you know a couple of pounds from taking creatine but it's not fat mass that you're gaining. It's all just water weight that you might possibly gain from creatine. And it's not the type of water weight that makes you like look and feel really fluffy and super bloated. And it doesn't like take away any muscle definition to where, um, you know, you put the, I, I would hate to use this term, but the quote unquote bulky muscle on, it's not going to give you that type of look. It's, it's a water weight that is stored intramuscular, meaning it's inside the muscle. Um, so if anything, it would basically expand your muscle belly, um, underneath, you know, whatever kind of fat that you have. And it would actually make you look a little bit more defined because it's kind of stretching that, you know, skin or fat out a little bit. Now it's not like a significant amount. It's not like if you're not, if you're not lean and you take creatine, it's not going to magically make you look clean. Um, but if anything, it makes you look a little bit leaner and goes in the other direction. Um, so Creatine, um, you know, this is one of the most beneficial supplements you can take for strength. Um, and when you increase your strength, you increase the amount of weight you can use in the gym, the amount of reps you can do with that weight. Um, and all of those things put a more, put more of a stimulus on your muscles to actually, um, gain muscle, uh, build, build muscle, gain or build muscle, and also to keep your muscle when you are in a calorie deficit, because when we are in a calorie deficit, um, we are more likely to break down our muscle for fuel because we're not getting enough calories from food. Um, but by making sure our lifting uh, stimulus is high enough through just pushing ourselves in the gym and having better performance, it's going to limit um, or reduce the amount of muscle breakdown we end up having. Uh, so that is number four. Number five is caffeine. Uh, so more, more particular caffeine before your workout um, you know recommendations for for caffeine are pretty high for performance 
Um, five to six milligrams per kilogram is shown to improve your strength performance in the gym. And we already kind of went over how improving your strength, improving your performance in the gym um, can help you maintain or build more muscle because you're going to get more stimulus in the gym, uh, which for, for myself uh, would come to around, um, uh, let's do some math, five, five milligrams per kilogram. Um, let's just say I'm about 95 kilograms. That is 475 milligrams at the lowest. And then at the highest 570, so around 470 to 570. That is a lot of caffeine. Uh, the maximum recommendation per day is around 400. Uh, so even my low end um, is above what is generally recommended as safe to take each day. So in that case, I would recommend instead of taking uh, that recommendation for most people, um, probably just take around 200, maybe up to 300 milligrams before your workout um, to, to just improve your focus. And uh, it has been shown to decrease some perception of fatigue that you might have. So if you are getting super fatigued during a set and feel just like tired, um, and it's more like mental tired and not as much physical tired, um, caffeine can help to kind of shut that off or reduce that a little bit. So you're able to crank out a few extra reps than you um, might possibly would have been able to do. Um, so this is kind of conditional on uh, how, how much caffeine you drink through other things uh, as well. If you already drink um, five cups of coffee a day, uh, you probably shouldn't be adding in an extra 200 to 300 milligrams of caffeine before your workout. Uh, but if you're somebody who doesn't have any caffeine at all, uh, you know, experimenting with maybe 150 milligrams to start or something like that uh, might be a good idea. Um, it, it might be beneficial if you feel like your workouts are completely fine um, and you don't want to do it because you don't want to get in the habit of, um, you know, maybe just feeling like you need caffeine, then you can do that as well. But it, it, there ha it has been studies that have shown that it can possibly increase uh, performance in the gym. Um, one thing about caffeine uh, as well, if you are taking um, caffeine, don't buy just a straight caffeine powder and take that. Um, in my opinion, that is pretty dangerous uh, unless you have a very, 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 very accurate scale. Like one of those little tiny micro scales um, that they use in like uh, experimental labs and things like that. Uh, because you're measuring down to the milligrams, not the grams. Most regular food scales only go to the grams. And if you are having 200 to 300 grams of caffeine, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to die. Uh, so if you do it, um, if you take that much caffeine, like 200, 300 milligrams, get it in. Um, well, I mean, you can get it in a pre-workout form. That's how most people do it. Um, I buy caffeine pills and each pill is 200 milligrams. So I just take one of those pills. I have 200 milligrams and I know how much it is. Don't have to worry about measuring it out because that can, like I said, it can be very dangerous if you end up having way more than you should. Um, and another thing about caffeine is try to avoid it six to seven hours before bed. Um, so the amount of time um, it takes to fully kind of metabolize caffeine and get it completely out of your system is a while. And you don't want to be taking a lot of caffeine at, let's say, like 7 p.m. and then trying to go to bed at 10 or 11 p.m. You're going to feel like you are going to have to stay up all night because you're not going to be able to fall asleep. And if you do fall asleep, uh, your body's probably not going to be ready for it. And you probably won't get as high quality of sleep as what um, you should be getting. So 
Avoid caffeine six to seven hours before bed. So if you go to bed at around 10, cut off your caffeine at, I would say, um, 3, p- 3 p.m., maybe 4 p.m. at the very latest. For myself, I like to push that window a little bit farther to where I go to bed at 10. Um, I, if I'm going to work out, I try not to have caffeine past like one maybe. Um, so caffeine could be another option for you. Could be another good supplement for um, weight loss uh, just for the improvements in um, your performance in the gym. Uh, and now I know I said I was going to mention five, but I'm going to just briefly mention uh, a sixth one here because it can be considered a supplement, which would be protein powder. Um, so I almost kind of think of it as a food, but I guess, you know, it can it can be viewed as a supplement as well. Uh, so this is another one. And if you were to um, include this solely as a supplement, this might be, you know, in the top five and be replacing one of these other five because uh, protein is extremely important for uh, maintaining muscle mass when we're in a calorie deficit. So I refer back to kind of the beginning of this podcast where we talked about uh, there are two main things when it comes to losing fat that we want to do. We want to make make sure we're able to stay in a calorie deficit for a consistent amount of time and then make sure we are able to maintain our muscle mass. So getting enough protein throughout the day is extremely important. I cannot emphasize this enough. Extremely important for keeping muscle mass, especially when you are in a calorie deficit. Um, most people should be aiming for, you know, if you're in a deficit, maybe probably 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. Um, if you're really lean, probably on that higher end of 1.2, if you, um, you know, have a little bit higher of a fat body fat percentage and you have quite a bit of weight to lose, then, um, going at the 0.8 grams per pound is probably a better idea. Um, but yeah, those are my top, uh, six slash out the five, six supplements, uh, for most people for weight loss. Um, but like always, uh, talk with your doctor before taking any of these supplements. Talk about any pre-existing conditions you might have or anything like that, any medications that might interact with these, whatever it is. Talk with them first before just jumping in and buying these. And remember, um, go look up that Eric Helms pyramid. Look at you know the bottom four pieces of that pyramid, uh, calorie balance, macronutrients, micronutrients, and meal timing. Get those four things dialed down first before you think about really spending a bunch of money on these supplements that I talked about in here. Uh, but I hope you guys liked this episode. Hope it was informative for you. Um, like I said, go join my free Facebook group if you want to be you know, in the mix when I give away another $50 Amazon gift card because I will do that again probably here soon. So go join my Facebook group. I also do live trainings in there, um, post other educational content in there. So definitely go um, add yourself to that group. And um, yeah, don't miss out on all that free stuff. Uh, But yeah, hopefully you guys like this video. Um, Like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you guys in the next one.